0: Hello there and welcome to Revelations from the Heart Podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paulo Cornett, and I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulocornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive ministry updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my ministry page on Facebook at Paula Cornet Ministries. Follow me on Instagram at either Revelations from the Heart or Minister Paula. Or you can check me out on YouTube at Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paulo Cornett, and this is episode number 97. Well, you guys, I'm so very excited to announce to you that uh, in just a couple of episodes to go before I reach my hundredth episode. And so I'm planning to have a live recording on that day. I'll um, give you more information in the weeks to follow, but you're going to be able to join me live on Facebook or YouTube. So um, I'm just looking forward to that. So just be looking out through my social media outlets for the information on that. Also going to be having past guests come on just to kind of celebrate this time because God is so faithful. I'm going to be sharing a word of just how the podcast was started and just how God has just used it to be a blessing to so many people. And so i want to ask for you to join me. Well, we're kicking off the month of June. Um, This month, we uh, commemorate and celebrate fathers. So I wanted to have a host of men on to encourage the men audience Women, we're going to encourage you as well, Um, but I just thank God for this guest that I have today. I thank God for his willingness, for his heart. He is actually um, a World Harvest Bible College alumni now called Valor Christian College, so he is one that I went to school with, so you know we're going to have some heat on here today, some fire, and I just thank God it has been 23 years uh, this month. That we graduated the month of may uh that we graduated so i have not i don't think i've talked to him or seen him for 23 years but the moment that we just it's just like a, like just just connected you know just like divine connection so i thank god for him and what it is that god is having him to do he is uh pastoring and kissing i hope i say it right kissing me florida he may have to to help me out with that when he comes on but um pastor danny uh, Figueroa. He's a pastor of Proof Church. And not only that, but he's a husband, he's a father, and he is a dear friend and a man of God. So I am so very excited to have with me today for the very first time, a special guest, Pastor Danny. How are you there, Pastor Danny? How are you doing?
1: I'm um, well. How are you doing? It's good to I'm see you really? again.
0: You too. Did I mess up Florida? The name is it? You told it's, me. But...
1: It's Kissimmee.
0: Casimi, what did I say? I, yes, I don't know Kissimmee. what I said. I, I messed it up. I know I messed it up. So it's Casimi, right. Florida. So we're gonna have a delightful conversation today. I'm just so very excited to to get into this and have you share your heart. Um, what it is that you know God wants you just to say to the people, just to bring a word of encouragement, because your life has had some ups and some downs, but God has kept you and He's been faithful to you, right? Yes, He has.
1: Well, yes, as
0: know. always, um, whenever someone comes on the podcast for the very first time, it's kind of like your rite of passage. I may get some music to play when, when, when I ask people to do this, but just to kind of kick it off for the audience so that they kind of uh, get an introduction of who you are and what it is that you've been through. I always ask that if you will share your personal testimony of salvation, So would, would you do that for the listeners and the viewers? Just let us know um, how it was that God saved you.
1: Oh, man. So I got to go way, way back, way back. So I'm, okay. I'm 40, I'm 44 years old now. Uh, when we met, I was 18 years old. So obviously there's been a lot going on. Um, but I, I can honestly say I got it saved about the age of 12, 13 years old around 91 or on 1990, 1991, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, it was in this little church in Rochester, New York called Light of the World Church. The pastor is no longer the pastor there. He retired a few years back. And uh, it was my aunt and uncle that invited me to church. I have always been raised in church, but I I come from a family where uh, sadly, but God is faithful at the same time through it all, where my parents were pastors, uh, but sadly during the 1980s when and all was happening with the major preachers, uh, that all of the scandals were happening in the you know mid to late 1980s. Uh, my parents were part of that, sadly. And so the ministry had to shut down. Well, not really shut down. It was my parents were uh, asked to be removed, right, because of the situations that had occurred in their lives. And so um, we became part of that family where it's like, Lord, uh, what are you doing? What have you allowed? And so I was six, seven years old when all of this occurred. And I still remembered as if it was yesterday. And so me and God kind of, even from that little of an age, still had to get through some things. And and I would go uh, sporadically to church uh, growing up. Uh, my mother always made sure, even though she wasn't serving the Lord by that time, uh, she made sure that at least I went to church on a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> and so... Yeah. And so, but she she loved the Lord, and 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 sadly, she just could not get past her mistakes and her sins at the time, right? And um, and so, around twelve years old, I was at the service. It was a youth, what they used to call it, in Spanish churches, campaña de jovenes, youth youth revivals, really. And it was a youth revival that weekend. They had a special speaker by the name of Pastor Joey Andino. I'll never forget him. And Pastor Joey broke down the Ten Commandments like to this day. I've never heard anybody break it down. And I just felt this tugging in my heart and in my spirit, and I knew that I just this was it. This was this was the time. And I remember I was the only one at the altar call that walked up. I was the only one. I asked my uncle, uh, one of my the twin brothers of my mom, um, to to take me up and come up with me. He took he took me up there, and I just could not stop crying uh, because I saw the Lord really or should i say feel the lord really tugging at my heart and really saying this is this is the moment I was going through a lot my father was not in my life my father didn't raise me um and so it was just a lot of confusion but at the same time I could see God just moving and ministering to me and pretty much that's how I came to the Lord as through all the trial and crisis of life that when the man of god preached I just had no choice I felt that pull and that tug and I gave my life to the lord at that moment
0: Hmm. See, I never knew that about you. I, I would have mm-hmm. never, never guessed, never thought that. But, you know, something that's always amazing is that with the exception of one person, every guest that I've ever had on, they've always had a conversion as a child. Some have veered off, you know, and things. But it's just very interesting that, um, you know, most of them have been saved early on. So despite what was going on around you, God already had a call on your life.
1: And oh, hundred percent.
0: And yeah. so, you know, I'm sure you can look back and see that even though, you know, some tumultuous things happened and took place and you saw, but I'm sure that he's probably working all that together oh, as yeah. you're in ministry, as we speak. And so um, I know you started a church uh, there in Florida once before, like shortly after we graduated, for, mm-hmm. well, sometime after we graduated from Bible college and some things kind of happened there were some ups and downs. And I just kind of want you to share that story because i know you shared it on facebook and when i th- th- when i heard it i was like you know it 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 took bravery you know to share it but when you come out on the other side and you look back you know and mm-hmm. say that's where i was and sometimes people see people in ministry and they just think it's all glamour and glitz and lights and traveling and you know but uh, no we go through things as well and so i want you just to share with the listeners about that time you know when you um had to well, I think you released your ministry. You, you you tell you know what I'm talking about. You share that with them. I know yeah. that's going to bless them.
1: Well, you know, long story short, because again, that was an 11 year process. So, in 2000, graduated from Bible College. In 2002, to yeah, about 2002, I moved back to New York and youth pastor there for three years. That's where I met my wife uh Charlene the best thing that ever happened to me my one and only wife you know and uh gave me two beautiful biological children and we're about to adopt next month two more children and uh which that's a whole other story in itself right Mm -hmm. and uh but I something i don't know what it is about bible college students uh sometimes we think that we will be able to conquer the entire world (laughs) not realizing (laughs) that we can conquer our world not necessarily the entire world right we can try um but it takes you know it takes serious stuff um but there's also this thing i think that when you enter ministry without being healed from a spirit of rejection or 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 when you're not being healed from uh just uh, situations that have happened in your life and you go into ministry you almost again not realizing because you're immature you're in your early 20s you think you're gonna you know when when you hear pastor parsley said you know whenever you feel like giving up you feel my hand behind you mm-hmm. right Um, just keep pushing. And something happened to me. I don't know. I haven't been able to speak to a lot of Bible college students, but I know for me, um, I could not take correction. And and I'm saying this because it's really important for where I'm going. I just could not take correction um, and told that I'm wrong because God was using me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: God was using me Uh, Paula in a great way the youth ministry was growing everything was great so now God calls me to Florida and I'm and I'm I'm taking the the youth pastorate here and then the pastor was a very strong man pastor Terry Howe, a strong man he was tough on me Mm -hmm. I did not know though that God was using him to change my character
0: Mm. it's good
1: and so and and to challenge me as a young man to become a man because again I didn't have dad and the pastor I grew up with really, I didn't, he was not really a spiritual father to mentor me because he just didn't know how. And so, and so I didn't have that. So then when I come to Pastor Terry, this tall, six foot four, six foot five, tall white man, and I'm this <laughs> Puerto Rican guy, and now this white man's going to tell me what I'm not or not, you know, and so, so I had this, this thing. I didn't realize I had a chip on my shoulder of bitterness and anger and I did not know why cuz God was using me and so the anointing covered all the flaws and all the drama of my life and all the issues and so I've I've always have always had you know as a, as, a, as an adult I've had no problem confronting situations but I was brutal because I didn't realize how angry I was and so mm-hmm. when pastor challenged me I thought I could do it better so in 2007 I opened up the church called Breath of Life Christian Center I really believe that God was calling me to open it, but I left wrong. I left in a way that was not honorable and I I left without being sent. Mm. And so I have no problem saying this story because there's too many people going without being sent. And then wondering why it is that they're just not prospering, why everything they touch is just not increasing. Why is it that nothing good is happening and I'm preaching the gospel? But though you're preaching the gospel, you can be preaching the gospel and be out of the will of the God, of the Lord,
0: right. not
1: realizing that you can be doing good, but it's not God's good. And, and so when I realized that it was 11 years in, And the church would cut up and down and finances just wouldn't be steady. And and through that process, when the 2009 crash, 2008 financial crash came, my wife and I were evicted from our apartment. Hmm. Uh, We had nowhere to go. We're pastoring a church. I'm preaching hope. And I lost my cars and I lost my apartment and we're, we're evicted and we're living in the motels on one of the tourist areas on 192, one of the worst areas of, of uh, as far as 192 and, and, and crime and poverty. And so now I have my three-year-old son, my wife and I, and we're living in this motel and we had to wait for the people in church um, to to go because we didn't want them to know that a pastor friend of mine had a church man. I told her the situation, my wife and I told her the situation, she said, listen, just use the church van. So we would park the church van far so nobody would see us coming in with the church van. We'd let we'd leave, they, the people from the church would leave, we'd get in the church van and go to the <laughs> motel, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and this happened to us and, and we're like, Lord, what are we doing wrong? What is going on? And the spirit of the Lord said, it's your heart. Mm. And I go to my wife and I said, babe, am I as bad as people are saying? Am I this stubborn? And she, I would love her It was about 1:30, 2 o'clock in the morning. My wife, I love you got, I'm telling you, she's a powerhouse. She sits up in the bed and she says, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I, and I start crying because mm. I know that I'm the reason that my family fell under a curse of disobedience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I had to recognize it. I had to repent and I had to call Pastor Terry and I had to apologize and say I was wrong. I'm still pastoring Breath of Life Christian Center. I'm still this during that whole time. and But, but again, but still, the way it started was not the way God wanted it to start. So I said, Lord, I don't get it. So financially, my wife and I, just for some reason, couldn't get to $30,000 a year between the both of us. Hmm. She was making more money than me. I would look for work and I couldn't get a job. One time I got a job finally, and I'm, you know, I'm in this thing. And all of a sudden, after about a month working, the 13 people that got hired got laid off after only a month. Hmm. Nothing I touched was prospering. And I'm saying, Lord, what is going on? Well, in 2018, 11 years later, the Lord opens a door for my wife and I to, uh, for my wife to get a position at a uh, very uh, lucrative positions going from, you know, $26,000 a year that she was making to six figures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and we're like, babe, this is the prayer. And I cried because I'm like, Lord, this can't be the way. This can't be the way because I couldn't give it up. I couldn't give it up because I worked so hard. Not I couldn't give it up because the Lord said, that's it. I didn't know the will of God. I didn't know the will of God. I thought I was in the will of God because I'm preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel doesn't mean that you're in the will of God.
0: Come on, come on. And,
1: and so, so I came and I was like, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn this thing here. I gotta figure this thing out. I cried, Paula, I cried, Paula, I cried. <laughs> There's this song, you're gonna laugh. You know, uh, oh my God, Patty LaBelle. Mm. And there's a song that says, uh, I must have rehearsed my lines a thousand times if only you knew how much I do do love you. And I would would play that song and cry as if I was leaving a lover. Mm. And I did not realize I was more in love with the church than I was in love with doing the will of God.
0: Mm. So
1: I was having a spiritual affair with Ecclesia, not even realizing it i had no identity outside of being a minister think about it 18 years old you're going into college you're a minister you're, you're, you're learning to be a minister and as soon as you get out you're already a youth pastor so your whole adult life all you know is ministry right so i didn't know i didn't know what who was danny outside of ministry what do i like what i don't like because i was in it 60 hours a week i was single then got married knew nothing else. My wife met me in full-time ministry. I knew nothing else, you know? And I didn't realize that I needed to find who I am in Christ by myself. Read the word without needing a revelation for someone else. Read the word for me. Pray for me. Be selfish in that area. Didn't know what that was like. So you could literally be backslidden and and literally be, you could be backslidden in the presence of the Lord. If you don't believe me, ask Lucifer. Mm. And so, and so, So I'm standing there and I'm going, Lord, I just don't understand, you know, God, you know, what am I going to do? So then the Lord begins to speak to me and says, it's time, The time of release has come. And so I'm fighting with God. So in 2018, we said, fine, I'm going to let it go. I met with the board members. I met with the church and I I released it to another church. And I said, you guys are going to have it. And whatever debts belong to Breath of Life Christian Center, my wife and I are going to take the debts. And we're going to pay them off because the Lord now have put us in a financial uh, position where we can now do that because the church, again, was not making it. So I released it after 11 years and we moved to Georgia. By that time now, we now have our daughter, Imani Joy. And so now Imani and we have our son, DJ, and we moved to Georgia, to coming Georgia, to be exact. And we're thinking we're going to go out there to start a church, not knowing. This is the part that no one knows. I got up to 450 pounds. I was almost 500 pounds. Mm. And um, I would tell my wife, I said, God, babe, I feel like death is on me. I feel like death is on me. And she goes, oh, Danny, don't talk like that. I said, no, babe, I feel like death is on me. Long story short, I go over there. And for a whole year, it it was unbeknownst to me, a God sabbatical. A God sabbatical. I got the bariatric surgery to lose weight. The doctor goes in, tells my wife, I had no idea. They said, if you, he would not have had the surgery that he got to lose this weight, he would have had cirrhosis of the liver or Mm. he would have died within the next six months. Mm. Had no clue. Had no clue. I said, cirrhosis, I don't drink. And when I find out, obesity causes cirrhosis of the liver as well as alcoholism. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. A third of my liver got scarred. Uh, it was getting really bad. So, of course, my wife starts crying and saying, my God, thank you that you answered our prayer. We now have, you have know, health insurance. We have, uh, oh, my goodness, medical dental vision. Who thought of that in ministry? <laughs> and, and so then, again, a year goes by. Our house doesn't sell. Everything else is gone, but our house doesn't sell. And I hear the Lord say, I'm calling you back home. And then God tells me, now go back to Pastor Terry call pastor terry go back home because i'm starting you over mm. and i said oh god no please <laughs> i don't i don't because my fear was he was not going to accept me
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of the rejection that you had because of the rejection yeah. now my now i'm in my 40s so i'm not dealing with rejection the way i dealt with it so I, you listen when you've been homeless you can eat a lot of humble pie and i care <laughs> it'll taste it'll t- good to you because I because I know what it is to lose mm-hmm. because of the lack of humility. I have no problem, Lord, I will not argue this time. I will do what you've called me to do. So I called Pastor Terry, and said, hey, Pastor Terry. I said, listen, this is, you know who this is. He goes, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I said, man, I said, pastor, I'm coming back home. He goes, you are? I said, yeah, and the Lord spoke to me. I said, you know, God called me to pastor. I said, but I'm coming back home and I'm sitting down under your ministry. And um, I got to start over. I got to do this right. And I won't go until you send me. He said, hmm. I said, okay. So so what are you saying? I said, I'm saying I'm coming home. He said, okay, you want to start a campus? I said, with you? He said, yeah. I said, when? He said, now. So in July of 2019, we started a campus in my house in the house that I could not sell. So we come back home. I tell my wife, my wife cried. She goes, no, Danny, I don't want to go back. I said, the Lord spoke. <laughs> my son's like, Dad, he's already in sixth grade, seventh grade, he's like, Dad, I don't want to go out. The Lord spoke. My wife resigned her six-figure position to come back to Florida, because the Lord told me I'm not done with you yet in Florida. We go back to Living Water Fellowship and we start a campus in our home. Then COVID comes. And now COVID shut us down. I said, "But God, I was obedient." Yeah, doesn't make we sense. We started. Doesn't make sense. I was obedient. I did what you told me to do. My wife was making half the salary she was making. I was making two hundred and fifty dollars a week. Mm. That's it. See, people think that's a whole other subject.
0: That's a whole other yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, so now I'm making just two hundred and fifty dollars a week, and then the Lord begins to speak to me: "If you'll just submit, if you'll just obey, if you'll just submit." I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you what took you, what took you 11 years to get. I'll do it in a year. So I said, yes, Lord. I heard the word of the Lord. February of 2020, we shut down because we launched February of 2020 and March 9th of 2020, two weeks later, February 23rd, we shut down. Now we got 15 people coming to my house so we can now record what was Living Water North Campus. When we come back in 2021, the the Lord begins to speak to Pastor Terry, October of 2021. And he says, Dan, um, I believe the Lord, you're, you're a lead pastor and I want to bless you. And I want to bless you to go and do what God's called you to do to pastor the church. I said, oh my good pastor, are you serious? He said, "Yep, yeah, let's do this. So I said, okay. I said, okay, let's do this. October, he goes, but you have until January 1st to incorporate, come up with a name, get your, get all the legal papers going. And if you've ever done any of this, you know, it does not take no two months. Right. (laughs) But thank God I do this. I do this on the side as as a business that we do for for our business on the side. And I said, okay, I started putting the constitution bylaws, starting getting board members, starting or or what we call pastor's council. And -hmm. we start getting all this stuff together. And in two months, we incorporated, came up with a name. And you know, my friend, Pastor Darnell West um, mm-hmm. does great things with Influence Church. He helped me come up with the name Proof Church. And it comes from the book of Acts chapter one, verse two, which in, uh, where he says in, uh, where he showed himself um, he showed himself alive through many infallible proofs. And we came up with Proof Church in the in book of Acts. And so that's where we get the, the name Proof Church. Proof, um, we are proof that he saves. We are proof that yes. he delivers. We are proof yes. that, he, that he sets free. And, and that's how we come up with the name and the slogan. Um, and so that's how Proof Church came to be. So this very same man that I rebelled from, the Lord tells me to come back to him, submit under his ministry, is now the very same man that releases me to come to MBA and start our new church called Proof Church. And now it's just a year later in October, excuse me, December of 2022, January 19th, January 16th, excuse me, of 2022, we started Proof Church,
0: and y'all have been on fire ever since. But it's because now the blessing of the Lord is upon you, as opposed to Correct. you know, it, it is so powerful that 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 you be transparent and sharing this because there are many men that because of their stubbornness, because of their pride, you know, their families are suffering. Yes, because they won't submit to what it is that God wants them to do or what God has for them to do when you through a process you know hey God's going to get his way (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know he's going to get his way and he did a mighty work in your life Mm -hmm. but it took you you had to humble yourself you had to I'm sure deal with some inner things that were going on with you and then now you're already able to preach Mm -hmm. to his people teach to his people and help people. the biggest proof of his goodness is you
1: Amen. but by the grace of God,
0: yeah, you are the proof, but I think it's great that, you know, you share that and that you say that, and that other men hear that as well, that, you know, once the moment that you choose to humble yourself and submit to God, you know, then he can, before then, you know, he's kind of has his hands tied, right? He's like, I'm waiting on you to just, Mm -hmm. you know, get yourself together. And so as heads of households, you know, men, they lead the home. And so if things are not right in the home, you got to look at the man, right? Always you got to look Always. at the man. so what would you say to those men that may be in that state like where you were of not wanting to submit or not wanting to humble themselves? what word would you say to them to encourage them to follow God?
1: I would I would honestly say, Paula, there comes a place where you have to listen to your wife. <laughs> you have to, the Bible says that she's a help meet for a reason. That means there is a supernatural wisdom inside of your wife that God has put inside of her, that if you would listen and submit to her and listen to, because the Bible says that we have to submit to one another. And I know people don't like, mm-hmm. it. and that word means respect
0: Right. that
1: would go back into the Greek. All that means is respect. It doesn't mean to be beneath. And that is the misconception that many men do not understand that God has you with a wife, not so that she can be subservient, but that she can give you a godly wisdom that will probably help you from from the, having an unnecessary testimony. Mm, that's good. I think that there in my life, there were just unnecessary testimonies if I would have just listened. You see, thank God I caught it on time, right? Because how many people, thank God I caught it on time because how many people, Don't catch it on time. And and it's like Miles Monroe said, the grave is full of dead potential. Mm -hmm. So many people with potential that go to the grave with it. And many times it's because they just didn't listen. And so, men, we don't always know it. And our ego cannot be our friend, right? Our ego cannot be the one that we follow. And, And you can't say you know if you really don't know. If you don't know, find spiritual fathers. I tell people this all the time. If you find a pastor, you'll find a church. If you find a ministry, you find a a job. The problem with it is that if you find a job, if you find a ministry that you want to submit to, and you want to find a ministry that you want to work in, the problem is that they'll hire you for your gifts. But the moment somebody has a better gift than you, you become replaceable. But if you find a pastor, you find a church. And when you find that church, you find purpose. Mm -hmm. And many people, especially men, we want ministry or we want to call the shots and we don't realize, you know what? Calling the shots is probably going to cost you your life. If you're out of the will of God, it'll cost you your marriage. It was the grace of God, you know, mm-hmm. that my marriage and I, my marriage stayed together. It was the grace of God that my wife even gave me an opportunity to say, yes, let's start the ministry again. She could have said, no, she, she had ministerial PTSD because of me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and, and, and so, at the end of the day, listen, there are people speaking what you don't want to hear. Mm. And that could be what God is trying to tell you is what you don't want to hear.
0: Because it's going to help you out in the long run. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So that's so powerful, Pastor Danny. So, so powerful that, uh, you know, we all have a process that we have to go through. And a lot of times, just like you said, we have things, you know, that have happened as children, trauma sometimes that we still carry that we're not even aware of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can be in, in, in the thick of ministry and be needing deliverance yourself, you know, be oh, needing yourself. 100%. And I thought that was so good how you said that the anointing covered, you know, cause you think, well, I'm doing all these great, wonderful things and people are getting saved. So I must be okay. That doesn't constitute that you're okay, no, you know? No. And it's so very important and paramount that, you know we learned this in Bible college as well that, you know, because we spent so much time in class in the word and all those kind of things that that time in class is not, not your time that you're spending with God. You got to right. have that personal, you know, one-on-one time with him for yourself because, you know, you need to be fed you know as well so if you could just give us if you could just think off the top of your head one of the testimonies one of the things that's happening at proof church you know a testimony of somebody getting healed or uh somebody getting delivered you know that you could share with the audience that um god has done at your church
1: oh well i can give you a few numbers now last year alone there was five medically dead people uh last year alone uh, when we started the church, five medically dead, that uh, mo- some of them were cancers, some of them were uh, COVID related, mm-hmm. uh, and they medically died. The doctor said that once we pull, the life, pull them out of life support, they're going to die. And by the grace of God, the church prayed. That's our thing. The church prayed. Um, and when the church prayed, I'm telling you that doctors could not believe that they're living to this day. Mm. um that's five five reported medically dead five reported that the doctors gave up on um you know and again it's different um this year alone we've seen marriages restored we've seen uh people with bleeding in the back of their eye where they need a major surgery when they go in there's no uh no need for surgery god did the healing they don't know how um we've seen people with cancer that the doctors said you have masses children this past sunday uh not yet not two days ago but uh last week we had a little girl that the mother brought her from the emergency room the doctor said she has whooping cough she's not able to breathe and the and and this is serious it could be it could be detrimental for a child and the the mother didn't know what else to do so she brought it to the church and, and the doctors didn't give her a good report. And, and if we don't hurry up and do something, you know, your baby may not survive this thing. And so we said, okay, well, we're going to pray. So we laid hands on the baby and the church prayed. And mm-hmm. the next day, the mom takes her to, wakes up, the baby is up playing, took her to the doctor and said, we don't know where the whooping cough went, <laughs> but it's gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we have seen 200, over 250 people give their life to Christ wow. in since January of this year. We have seen over 250 people. Our church started with just a few people, as I told you, and now we're at over 200 in attendance in just a year or oh, 16 months of time. Um, we average about 205 if you take the full amount and average it out. Um, and so God is just doing, and I'm talking about in person, you know how some people say, oh, I got 200 people, but only 60 yeah. people go to church. Yeah, no, yeah, no, like yeah. we really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you I'm giving you real numbers real, of people real
0: numbers, huh, real numbers. Real numbers of people awesome. in the
1: seats. yeah That's
0: awesome. Only God can do that.
1: Only, only God.
0: Only, only God, God can do that. You know, yeah. and anytime you know you see that the power of God is present, the power of God is there, that's what's you know, is growth. You're gonna see growth, yes. you know, and miracles. That is the culture of the kingdom. That you know, it doesn't take us by surprise. You know, we know that God is still performing miracles, oh, Jesus yes. is still healing, cancer. Terminal alt. He died on the cross for every sickness, every disease. Yes, ma'am. And it's just awesome to see the proof. Amen. See the proof what God <laughs> has not only done in your life, but then what He's using you to do in the lives of others, and it's because you got yourself in line that yes. there's so many others, you know. And I can just see yes. how the enemy just wanted to keep you in that, you know, just um, mm-hmm. uh, what you call it, like a hamster wheel. You know, just keep keep you in that. But praise God for your precious wife, that you oh, know she yes. saw in you. She saw the, the goodness in you and that you know you were worth it. You were worth it. And so I just thank God for what you're doing there and how God is using you. And I pray that that God would breathe upon you even more in an even greater way and even, even mightier way. I can just feel his presence right now. Just I just thank you, God, that you're doing great and mighty things in that place yes, and Jesus. that you will continue to do great and mighty things in that place. So if someone is there in Florida or comes to visit, I can't say the name. Kissimmee. Kasimi. See, I want to say yes. Kissimmee. That's what I want to say. Kissimmee. Kissimmee. I want to practice. I want
1: to practice.
0: Yes, Kasimi. So I make sure that I get it. How can they? <laughs> Where is the church located? You guys, so we all that great stuff. Yes,
1: we are. We are renting out a school, a public mm-hmm. school called Reedy Creek Elementary. Uh, it's five one zero zero Eagles Trail. Kissimmee, kissii okay. K-I-S-S-I. Not gonna
0: mess you up.
1: M-M-E-E. Say that again. I'm sorry.
0: I said I'd have messed you up saying it now.
1: I know, right? Kissimmee. K-I-S-S-I-M-M-E-E uh Florida. And the zip code is 34758. And you'll see our signs and everything outside for Kissimmee, Florida for proof church. Um, and then we're meeting every Sunday at 11 a.m. Get there early if you want to find a front seat.
0: that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. uh, The fire website
1: is here. Yes. Real quick. Our website is proofchurch.org. That's it. Proofchurch.org.
0: And from there they can access giving and anything like that. You
1: can go to proofchurch.org, click on giving. If you want to communicate with us, whatever you need, our staff is here. We're here. Uh, So we have some full-time staff already ready to go uh, so that we can uh, bless you and help you and pray for you.
0: All right. So be sure if you're in the area or if you're there visiting that you stop by and see Pastor Danny so that you can see the proof of what God is doing. So Pastor Danny, would you be so gracious just to close us out with a word of prayer? And I want to just highlight, um, as you are praying, just men, fathers, husbands, and just however the Holy Spirit leads you.
1: God, I just thank you for this opportunity. And I thank you for this time, dear Lord, for what you're doing in, uh, Paula's ministry, what you're doing in so many lives, and even those that are listening now and later. God, I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, for the men specifically that are the priests of their home, that are the head of their homes. I just pray right now for wisdom, wisdom to listen, understanding to listen, to understand that our ego cannot guard. Pride comes before our fall. That we can get to a place of humility, dear God, that not only will we listen, but we will be doers of what we listen to, that we will have to learn how to humble ourselves and apologize and fix broken things, God. Excuse me, that we may have broken ourselves. Many times it isn't even the enemy, it's just us making bad decisions. And then the enemy takes advantage of that. So, God, right now I pray for conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I pray for your peace for everyone that's about to come into that conviction, knowing dear God, that they've got to fix it. Give them the wisdom on step one through 10. Whatever all the steps that they're gonna need, if it's got to be starting over in their 40s, if it's gotta be starting over and giving things up so that you can get the glory, then God. God, so be it, because mm-hmm. you're a God of multiple chances. You're a God of forgiveness. You're a God of peace. Some of us don't struggle with pornography and some of us don't struggle with adult, adultery, but some of us struggle with idolatry. Some of us struggled, your God, with the fact that we, your God, are stubborn. And I prayed, your God, because your word says that rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as a sin of idolatry. And I pray against the spirit of stubbornness and rebellion that has come into our hearts just because we think we're doing good. So I pray your peace. I pray your wisdom in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. And God's continued blessing upon you, you, your family and your church family. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing. You've just been a blessing. And I took some notes and written some things down as you were talking. It just was really awesome, you know, to hear that and for you to be transparent and sharing that because you know that God has done a great work in your life and the best is yet to come. I believe that for you. So you all, thank you so much for joining me. Be sure to join me next week as we will continue having more guests and hearing more powerful testimonies and being encouraged in the word of God. I want you to remember the words in Romans 10 and 17 that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website, at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.